Amen. All right. If you guys can turn with me in your Bibles to Luke 12, 13. Today we're talking about money and greed. Come on. You know, as college students, young adults, you know, this is something, money is something that we can struggle with. Money is a big thing right now, especially in our economy. You know, so many people that I know, even in, you know, among ourselves, we're, we're looking for jobs. And we're, you know, we're struggling, you know, we're trying to pay for our bills. Come on, is anybody in here trying to pay for the bills? Trying to pay, you know, tuition, student loans. Money is a problem right now for us, right? It's like we're young adults, we want to have a good time, we want to do the things out there, we want to go shopping, we want to go to the movies, we want to do this and that. But yet we got all these bills piled up on our, you know, and we got to worry about these things. And, and it's just a stronghold, you know. There's families out there who are struggling, and they're not like us. They have children. You know, they have tons of children, and they, they're ready and willing to do anything and everything to just pay the bills just to get food on the, on the table. Some people have to think about whether or not they're going to pay a light bill, you know, in order to get groceries. And that's sad, and that's a tough place to be. And we know and understand that these times are hard and these times exist. But there's, there's something that the enemy can do with this, with the money, the need for money, and take it and use it against us. You know, because our hearts can turn instead of putting our faith in God, instead of trusting him, and we can start trusting in ourselves and our own abilities. And what can I do to get more money? What can I do to get a better job? What can I do, you know, to provide for my family? And we begin to put our trust in ourselves and our trust in our jobs and in our bosses and our trust in the money when the money does absolutely nothing. Our trust needs to be in the king, amen? Do you guys believe that? It's a huge temptation as Christians, you know. Maybe we talk about sex all the time and we talk about lust and perversion and drunkenness and, and all that stuff, but we don't talk about greed and we don't talk about me, you know, Hoarding it all in, it's all about me and myself. We don't talk about that enough because we can think that we're, we're covered in every other area of our life and we're good, but then we can ha also have this mentality where it's all about me. And when you're stuck in this situation where, where it is tough, you know, it does become all about me. If you're a man in the house, you might know and understand that you have the pressure of bringing home the bacon. You know, you have the pressure of making sure that you hold it all together for the whole family. Anybody in here feeling that tonight? Come on, amen. You know, as college students, you know, we're trying to keep it all together. We're trying to get our grades together. You know, some of us are, are building credit right now, and we're trying to make sure that we don't mess it up. You know, but we cannot put our trust in the money. We cannot put our trust in ourselves, in our own talents, in our own abilities, but put our trust in God. And here we're going to listen to Jesus talk about the rich fool. Amen. The enemy is going to try to get us in any way, and if he cannot make you fall in, in you know, bitterness, if he cannot make you fall in, in alcoholism, or if you're not going to go shoot up some drugs in the corner, you know, in a couple of minutes, he's going to get you any way that, that he can. I know it sounds funny, but you know what? The devil knows what tempts you, right? The devil knows your weaknesses. I, you know, you tell him when you start complaining, when you start, say, you know, talking about it all the time. He's listening. You know, he's sneaky, he's your enemy, and he's crawling around waiting to devour you. So if he's not going to get you one way, he's going to get you another. All right, so let's read. Luke 12, 13. This is where Jesus is, um, is speaking to his disciples about warnings and encouragements. So this is the parable of the rich boy. It says, someone in the crowd said to him, 
Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he says, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be for anyone who stores up the things for himself, but is not rich towards God. Come on. This is scary. It's a scary thing. Because one, today I'm not preaching about it's bad to have possessions. It's bad to have good things. But I'm preaching about it's bad to have so much that you get so consumed with yourself that you forget that it's all about God. That everything that's being poured into you needs to go back to God. The first fruits goes back to God. The, the praises, the thanksgiving, it's all about God. This life that we live is all about who? It's all about the king, our creator. But we begin to put our trust in ourselves. So Jesus says, take warning. When Jesus speaks, we need to listen. When he says, take warning, we need to take warning. Because the devil is coming and he's knocking at your door and he's going to tempt you with money and he's going to tell you, look at what you did and you did such a good job, Berto. You trained all those people. You deserve all that money. Keep it. It's yours. Keep it. Do with it what you want. Store it. Put it in a bank. Put it. Save it. It's yours. Gain some interest on that. Take warning because it's not ours. It's his. We look at the rich man's attitude where he says, You know, it's my barns, my grain, my goods. You know, I'll say to myself, it's all about me. You see that? You know any people like that in in your life? Could you say that's you? Could anybody in this room say, that's me, I see myself in that? I'm so worried right now about everything that's going on, that is the minute I get just $10, the minute I get $100, it's all about me. Forget about God, it's about me. I still need to pay this bill. I still need to get those shoes. It's all about me. Come on, shoes, clothes, anything, you know. As women, you know, we want to shop, right? Men, men, I don't know what men like. Technology, gadgets, what do you like? Sports? Come on, you want to buy tickets to, to the next uh, football game? Concerts? Come on, I thought Andrew, Andrew likes concerts. It's not about us. This, this what we've earned goes back to him. Because he gives us the ability to work. He gives us the ability, you know, to, to, to wake up every morning, to have a job. He's the one who's blessed us with a job. Amen? It's all about him. We cannot be like this rich man, this rich fool. See, as this man sits here and he thinks it's all, you know, I'm doing such a good job. And, and I already have so much, but it's not enough. Because now that he has this much, now he has to build a, a big barn. Support us. See, we can be so consumed with wanting something. Oh, I want this. I want this. And once we get it, our attention goes to something else. You know, because we're so easily just, uh, um, we're satisfied momentarily. You know, that when we get the money, when we get the possessions and all that, 
We're satisfied for a moment, just for a moment. And then we want the next best thing. We are not satisfied. See, because the things of this world, just like I said earlier, we can never be satisfied because they, we're not made for this world. We have desires inside. We have a void inside that nothing in this world can fill because we are not made for this world. There is no money in this world that can fill that void. There is no man. There is no woman. There is no church. There is no religion. It's just Jesus that can fill that void. Come on. People can use Christianity as a crutch. People can use it and hide behind it. But it's true religion with the king that can fill that within us. And once we meet him, once we're in the kingdom, we'll be 100% satisfied. But the money, the riches, the big barns, the money, the, the cars, the jobs, the careers, the degrees, they do not satisfy. Everybody, said, does, everybody say, do, does not satisfy. Does not satisfy. He says, after you've acquired so much, he says, let's read over here. But God said to him, but you fool this very night. Your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you've prepared for yourself? We work and we work and we work, you know. There's, there's family members who, who work so much that their family, their, their husbands, I mean their wives and children, they never see them or vice versa. They, they don't spend time with them. They don't, definitely don't spend time with, with the Lord because they work so much and money has become their God. And they work so much what to provide for them, but yet they're absent in the home and the role that they have, it, it's, it's gone. It doesn't mean anything. My father, as a child, I grew up, my father worked both day and night. And my father was never in my life. He was never part of, you know, my education, never part of going to the doctors or anything personal. It was all my mother. Why? Because my father put his trust in his own abilities and what he can do and how much money he can bring home. He was absent. But after he's acquired so much, what does he have on the day that my dad passes away? Do the people that he leaves behind have memories of him? Does the family remember a father who was in the office all day long? Absolutely not. And then, but when we get before the king, can we take anything with us? Can we say, Lord, here I am. I deserve to be here. Here's a million dollars. Let me in. Absolutely not. We can take nothing out of this world. The only thing that will matter when we stand before the king is, were we born again? Did we know who Jesus Christ was? Did we know him? Did we worship him in all our ways? We can acquire all the riches in this world, but it means nothing because in the end we can forfeit our soul. You know, Pastor Joe in the 101 book, I think it's funny because Monique pointed out, she's not here today. Is she? Oh. He talks about when Michael Jackson, you know, this was way before Michael Jackson passed away, and he says when Michael Jackson passes away, you know, what will he say to God? He says, let me in. You know, I had all these number one hits. Here's a million dollars. Let me in. You know, and, and it's sad to say that Michael Jackson passed away. You know, one day we're all going to pass away. It's, 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 no one can avoid it. What can we say when we get before the king? I had the best job I, I, I could. You know, I needed to pay those bills. I, I just had to. I couldn't spend time with you. You know, I couldn't pay my tithes, you know, and I couldn't help that widow, and I couldn't help that orphan because I had to worry about myself. I worked so hard. I needed that vacation. I had to pay for those classes. Lord, I was, I was too scared to trust that you would provide for me. 
See, that's the thing. We lack trust with the king. Because I believe that when we step out in faith and we put it in God's hands and we say, Lord, this half belongs to you. Lord, I'm going to thank you and I'm going to praise you through all of this because it all belongs to you. He will provide. He will step in just like he said he would. When I first got saved, I worked with this man and, man, he, he just is in love with this world. And you know, some of you have heard the story, and I, he's one of the first people I ever preached to. And we would argue all the time about who God was and Jesus, and he didn't allow me to talk about Jesus um, in the workplace. But when he made me cry one time, boy, and it hurt me that he would reject Christ so much. But I remember this man would work all the time. All the time he was working while he wasn't, you know, doing other things. Just, I'm not going to say it. He would work all the time, and he was always wanting to get more money. More money. You know, I'd start a different business. And he was never at home. And when he would come home, he would sleep because he was so tired. And a couple months after I got saved and I preached the gospel to him, this man was diagnosed with cancer, terminal cancer. And and the sad part is he just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And we prayed for him, and he just kept getting worse and worse. And, and, you know, a few months after that, this man died. And I looked at him in the casket, and he has nothing with him. You know, you guys ever been to a funeral? There is absolutely nothing in there. We can take nothing out of this world. You know, all those long hours that he worked, where are they? Where is all that money? Will his child remember all of that? Will his child remember how much daddy worked, or will he remember his dad being gone? Will he be hurt? Greed. We're greedy. We're a greedy people, and we need to watch. We need to take heed. We need to be careful that we don't fall into the greed of all the money, of the titles, you know, going after those things. It means absolutely nothing. If we can turn to Mark 7, 2. I'm sorry, Mark 7, 20. says he went on and says what comes out of a man's what comes out of a man is what makes him unclean he was talking about being clean and unclean jesus was speaking to some people he says for from within out of men's hearts come evil thoughts sexual immorality theft murder adultery greed malice deceit lewdness envy slander arrogance and folly all these Evils come from inside and make a man unclean. So if you're wondering, Lord, what's holding me back? Lord, I've gotten rid of everything, Lord. Why don't we ask God tonight, Lord, is there any greed inside of me? Lord, is there anything that's inside of me? Any ounce of greed, selfishness, selfish desires me, Lord. Is there any ounce of it? Because that will hold you back from entering into the Holy of Holies. When you're worshiping God, if you're feeling, what is, why can't I enter? Why can't I feel God's presence like before? Is there any ounce of greed? 1 Timothy 6.6, 6, it says, but, am I there? It says, but godliness with contentment is great pain. It's great gain, I'm sorry. For we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. 
But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. People who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish, harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and have pierced themselves with many griefs. Come on, Jesus knew what he was talking about. Jesus knew that money can lead you astray, that money can look good and money can buy things that can give you temporary pleasures. He says, but you, man of God, free, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Come on. Instead of pursuing after money, we need to pursue after the righteousness of God. We need to pursue after those godly things. We need to let go of the desires of this world. Come on. We need to stop thinking. We need to start thinking outside the box. Okay, Lord, I'm covered in this area. Lord, you've strengthened me. I no longer slander. I no longer am bitter or jealous, Lord. But is there greed? Lord, you asked me to take warning. You told me to take warning. Is there greed in my, in my life? Maybe it's not money. Maybe you want a position. Maybe you want a name for yourself. Maybe you have the it's all about me attitude. You know, I can't do anything for anyone else on this time because this is my time to sleep. You know, nobody better call me. Greed. We're greedy with our time. We're greedy with our money. We're greedy with our talents. We have talents in this room that because we're greedy and we want to be comfortable, we don't share them. Come on. Are there talents in your life you're being greedy with? You're holding them back and you don't want to share them? You don't want to use them for God's glory? We need to be rich in God. Rich in God. Those things will last. Those things will be eternal. Amen? Tonight, let's look within our hearts as we break out into small groups and ask yourself, you know, have I struggled with this? Is this any area or is this a place where I just need to guard? Because money is something that we all have to deal with. You know, that's the the most important thing that we want to focus on is the money. We all have to deal with it. We all have to learn how to, how to balance that area of our lives, how to budget it, how to make sure that we're not keeping too much and, or spending too much. Amen. So tonight I want us to look within our hearts and, and see, Lord, can I give more? Can I do more for your kingdom? Can I spend less at the store and give more to missions? Can I give more, dear God, to your ministries that are doing something for your kingdom? Lord, search within our hearts today. Lord, I pray, dear God, that as we go into small groups and we begin to talk about this, King, that you would just, Lord, share, Lord, break our hearts, soften our hearts, that we would have the heart, dear God, like the widow, dear God, who gave you the only two coins that she had. And you said that she gave the most out of everyone, Lord. I pray that we would not look to our neighbors, dear God, to the people around us to see how much they're giving you, how much time they're giving you, Lord, how much they're they're pouring out to you, but we would just look within ourselves. I pray, my King, that we would be like the woman who poured out her perfume at your feet, dear God, and when all the other people thought that she was wasting it, Lord, she knew that it was going towards you. She knew that it was an act of worship unto you. She knew that it was going to be a beautiful scent and a beautiful aroma unto you. I pray, dear God, that we would not consider our possessions worth anything, Lord, 
that we would not see money as, as a, something powerful, Lord, but we would see it as a tool for your kingdom. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts. I pray for conviction and repentance, Lord, if we've held out, dear God, on anything, if we thought it was all about us. I pray, Holy Ghost, that you would just show us, Lord, how to be good stewards with, with the things that you've provided us with, Lord. In Jesus' name.